to Natural Health Now, the podcast about natural healing approaches for common health problems available to you from your computer through telehealth technology. Our host is clinical nutritionist and author, Monty Klein, PhD, whose natural healing practice since 1983 has served clients around the country with telehealth computerized testing for foods and environmental sensitivities, nutrient deficiencies, toxins, stressed organs and glands, compatible natural remedies, and more. Dr. Klein is the author of the Junk Food Withdrawal Manual, Vitamin Manual for the Confused, the Sick and Tired Manual, Body, Mind, and Health, and Health Dare, Eight Reasons to Try Natural Healing. With today's program, here is Dr. Klein. Welcome again to another episode of the Natural Health Now podcast. I'm Dr. Monty Klein, founder and director of Pacific Health Center and PacificHealthCenter.com. Now, this podcast is about natural healing approaches to common health problems with the goal of showing you how you can take control of your health. So let's get on to today's topic, healing with sunshine. You know, the sun's been getting a bad rap by health authorities for quite a while. There's constant propaganda telling you that the sun is out to kill you. Fears of skin cancer are stoked. They tell you that sunny Australia has a high rate of skin cancer. Now, of course, since they've been locked down, everyone's indoors. uh, That's another topic. Actually, that will probably make it worse, as we're going to find out as we get into this subject today. People are paranoid about the source of life, the sun, and largely thanks to the media. And we are awash in what we might call heliophobia fear of the sun. And let me begin with some personal observations. For 16 years, I lived in the Seattle area, where the sun is a stranger most of the time. I then moved to the high desert of central Oregon with 300 plus days of sunshine a year, and ended up near Tucson, Arizona with 330 plus days of sunshine per year. Now, as I got more sun, what I found out was that my mood lifted. I started also improving on the corticosteroid-induced osteoporosis I had relative to Addison's disease. Now, yet today, I live amongst the brainwashed. In this uh, largely retirement community, we see people with huge hats and every inch of their body covered, every inch of their skin, on a beautiful 80-degree day. They think they're being healthy by avoiding the sun, but you look at them and they're pasty, white, Death warmed over complexion tells another story. Now, the EPA advice, the Environmental Protection Agency, says to protect ourselves against ultraviolet light whenever we can see our shadow. Now, that's a direct quote. They're literally telling you to be afraid of your shadow. So, where does all this nonsense come from? Heliophobia began after experiments with anesthetized animals who had their eyes held open while intense ultraviolet light was shined into them. And guess what happened? They had retinal damage. No kidding. Now, what's that have to do with normal UV light exposure? Well, nothing. Joseph G. Hattersley, in the article, The Healing Power of Full-Spectrum Light, said, quote, As a result of the EPA's advice, 
which is based on junk science, the use of sunglasses is epidemic, we hide behind stylish darkened car windows, we slather our skin with sunscreen for even brief sun exposure, people engaged in these practices are ruining their disposition and health, end quote. Now, essentially, they've done a condemnation of all ultraviolet light. Now, UVC, ultraviolet light, the shorter wave UV that's used for germicidal effects, does have tissue damage that can be associated with it. But the EPA made a quantum leap to condemning all UV light, not just UVC. Another thing you'll hear is about the ozone hole, what I would call the ozone hole nonsense. The ozone layer in the atmosphere protects us from harmful UV radiation, but auto and other emissions are supposedly thinning the ozone layer. Now, usually we don't talk a lot about the great role of erupting volcanoes in this situation, though. That's a whole other issue. The conclusion is you're going to get skin cancer, so avoid all sun exposure. Now, the radical environmental movement has promoted the ozone hole myth. Now, the ozone hole is the area where the ozone layer is particularly thin. If that's the problem, there should be more skin cancer in those locations, right? This would be very easy to prove. That actually is not the case. Punta Arenas, Chile, the largest city close to the ozone hole, for example, does not have a higher skin cancer rate and UV radiation is not significantly increased there. Now, by comparison, from 1957 to 1984, there was no change in ozone or UV radiation in Norway. Nevertheless, melanoma increased by 350% for men, 440% for women during that time period. So it kind of looks like something other than UV radiation is causing that form of skin cancer. Well, let's talk about the real causes of skin cancer. Number one cause of skin cancer, diet. UVB radiation increases cataract risk, but only if you're eating a high unsaturated fat diet. Oh, that's interesting. Now, if you have a better diet, plus you have vitamin C and vitamin E supplementation, you don't get cataracts even with extensive sun exposure. That was noted in a study published in Cancer Research in 1985. A second real cause of skin cancer would be indoor lighting. Now that's another issue our sweaty, sun-exposed forebears didn't have. There's a U.S. Navy study that most malignant melanoma was not with people working outside, but rather people working indoors under artificial light. That's found in the Archives of Environmental Health in 1990. Now another study found not sunlight causing melanoma, but fluorescent light, which most people have exposure to. By contrast, exposure to full-spectrum light immunized, essentially, from later developing melanoma. And that study was published in The Lancet, August 7, 1982. One of the more interesting researchers in this regard is the late Dr. John Ott, the inventor of time-lapse photography. Dr. Ott discovered the benefits of full-spectrum lighting after breaking his glasses and curing his arthritis as a result. Now, fluorescent tubes, TV, computer screens, he found all caused red blood cells to clump together. And then what does that do? 
uh, reduced alertness, increased fatigue, increased cardiovascular risk, and he also found that the ends of the tubes on fluorescent lights emit x-rays. And when you expose plants to that, it stunts their growth. When you expose animals to that area of the fluorescent tube, they become aggressive and even cannibalistic. Now, Dr. Ott repeatedly saw cancer patients get well after taking off glasses and sunglasses and getting out into the sun. Another real cause of skin cancer is sunscreen. Now, is it any surprise to you that what you're told will prevent skin cancer might actually cause it? Uh, that's not a surprise to me. They often get it backwards. Now, the issue is the chemicals used in the sunscreens. There's some evidence that these have carcinogenic properties. Now, they're also blocking vitamin D production, but we'll talk more about that in a moment. Number four would be chlorinated water. There are at least two studies that drinking and or bathing in chlorinated water increases your melanoma risk. Thus, for our clients, I recommend drinking distilled water and using a chlorine-removing shower filter to eliminate chlorine exposure. A fifth real cause of skin cancer, hormone replacement therapy. Now, birth control pills and other HRT primarily is used in the United States, the United Kingdom, and in Australia. And guess what? Those are the three areas of the world with the highest melanoma. Now, is that a coincidence? Well, maybe or maybe not. But there was a study done called the Walnut Creek Contraceptive Drug Study by the U.S. National Institutes of Health. They found that women who developed melanoma before age 40 and had used birth control pills were three times greater in their risk for melanoma. Let's talk a bit more about vitamin D deficiency. Now, researchers are noting that vitamin D deficiencies cause an increase in prostate, breast, and 11 other cancers, not to mention hypertension, other cardiovascular disease, MS, rheumatoid arthritis, chronic pain, inflammatory bowel disease, and undoubtedly others. Now, where does vitamin D come from? Well, guess what? It comes from sunshine. Now, even a weak you know, SPF8 sunscreen blocks 88% of the UVB radiation and therefore puts you at increased odds for vitamin D deficiency. Supplemental vitamin D, I think, is very important. The old dosage recommendations didn't even come close to being enough. And most people need 4,000 to 10,000 units of vitamin D per day in order to get up into the optimal range for vitamin D. I recommend in that regard the 25-hydroxy vitamin D blood test to evaluate the status, find out for sure where you're at on your vitamin D levels. Now, reading of 60 to 80 nanograms per milliliter is considered the optimal range by most natural medicine practitioners. A large percentage of the population is way lower than that. Now, you can get that blood test without going to a doctor via online labs like directlabs.com and various others that now allow you to order your own blood tests. I must also mention that while we're emphasizing all of these benefits of the sun, we're talking about sun and not sunburn. Final warning for those of you that think if a little's good, a whole lot's better. Don't get sunburned. That's damaging. 20 to 30 minutes of sun exposure directly on your skin is enough for most people. Then get in the shade or cover up or go indoors, depending upon how sensitive your skin is. 
Now you can use virgin organic coconut oil on your skin. It won't prevent sunburn to the extent sunscreen would, but it does give you some protection. By way of conclusion, the sun is a blessing. It is not an enemy to your health, but be smart. Don't overdo. Get your vitamin D levels into the optimal range as measured on the blood test, and that usually is going to require a supplement of vitamin D as well. I hope today's podcast was helpful to you in your quest for better health. My goal is simply to show you a different way of approaching common health issues. Now, I publish a free weekly newsletter called Pacific Health update that tackles current health topics of interest from a natural healing perspective. Now you can subscribe to that by going to our website www.pacifichealthcenter.com and clicking on the Keep Informed with Free e-newsletter button. I also offer a free 7-point health assessment phone consultation. You can schedule that on our website as well by clicking on the Start Here button. This is Dr. Monty Klein wishing you the best of health in body, mind, and spirit till our next Natural Health Now podcast.